Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. Why did God give us the ability to remember things? Memory is such a strange thing. Memory doesn't have any substance or form or physical presence, yet somehow it has an immediate and very present effect on our everyday reality. God gave us the ability to store memories so that these memories of the past would help us in the present. This is why God continually commanded the people of Israel to remember. Remember where they came from. Remember that they were once slaves. Remember that they once wandered in the wilderness. And most importantly, remember how God saved them and brought them through it all. To remember is to apply the lessons of the past to the circumstances of today. It is good to remember. Hey, we're Aaron and Jennifer Smith, your host of the Marriage After God podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by our newest one-year marriage prayer devotional, The Marriage Gift. This one-year prayer devotional officially releases on October 17th, but you can pre-order today simply by visiting themarriagegift.com. We desire to see every marriage be a praying marriage. That is why we wrote this book. We want to invite you to pre-order your copy today and see prayer become a foundational aspect of your marriage. Do you ever find yourself not having the words to pray or know what to pray for when it comes to your spouse and your marriage? Do you feel nervous or uncomfortable praying with your spouse? Do you desire your prayer life to be more consistent and more vibrant? Do you want to pray for your marriage more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then please visit themarriagegift.com to pre-order your book today and give your marriage the gift you will love to open every day. Hey everyone, we're back for another episode. It's like my little fake drum. Should be a fun one. Um, the initial idea was just a kind of fun way to get you guys inspired and encouraged to be thinking about certain areas of your marriage. Um, yeah. Being reminded. Being reminded. Yeah. There's, I mean, marriages, especially the, the, as the years go on, I mean, we've been married almost 17 years now Yeah. and, uh, that's not even, I mean, my parents have been married, gosh, in their forties, 40 years yeah. or longer. And I just, you can imagine over the years, we can forget some stuff. Sure. Some things we need to forget, which we'll talk about. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> um, but before we jump into all of that, is there anything new going on with you this week that you want to share? Anything that's encouraged you or? Um, I've just been, my main focus lately has been on marketing the new book, just talking about it, preparing stuff, getting all the back end stuff done. And, and so that's, that's what I've been doing. My head's been in that space. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm forgetting a lot of other things. <laughs> Um, something that was cool that um, just really touched my heart was a friend of ours. They had a baby recently and they're yeah. um, going through a bit of crisis with her health. And 
one of their family members reached out and said, hey, let's all, if whoever wants to join in a fast and prayer on a specific day. Mm-hmm. And er, like everybody in the church was game, like we all wanted to do it. And um, the morning of, I woke up and felt really encouraged. I was praying and I thought, how cool is it, Lord, that everybody's simultaneously praying specifically for this baby girl. Mm -hmm. And the Lord was like, I'm going to flip your perspective for a second. I'm using this baby girl to draw many hearts to me right now. Mm. And it was really cool. Both are important. And it shows how the body, like all the individual members of the body work together for the good of the body. And it was just really beautiful. Yeah. And how God can use even the littlest member, the weakest member (laughs) to open up all of our eyes to bring us to our knees before him to draw us, like you said, to himself. Yeah. So super cool. That was a good little thing you just shared. Hmm. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, we're gearing up to start school again and it was funny. I put some of the kids' like newer school books and math and everything in their little boxes where we organize our homeschool stuff and they've already jumped to it. And I feel like we haven't even really had a break in summer because we lingered with last year's like math and language arts and stuff. And so, um, they've only been off for a couple of weeks and they wanted to jump right back in it. I was like, you guys, we start next week. Just, just wait. (laughs) They're excited though. That's awesome. What's one of the big focuses you're going to focus on this year? Um, I really, there's a couple of our kids who just aren't confident with reading. I feel like I've given them the tools and they, I feel like they can do it, but they don't, they're not quick or, or excited to jump into reading on their own. And so I, that's, that's a big goal for me this year. It's probably genetic because I, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. very confident in my reading skills either. <laughs> uh, I, I just need that, to bring some fun to it. for me. And then also I feel like with our older kids, like just really encouraging the independent learning where they can, um, areas of school that maybe they can show some initiative and just mm-hmm. doing, cause I know that they can. <laughs> I'm excited for this year. I think they're going to all grow a lot. Mm. One, one aspect is we're switching, um, Elliot to an online math curriculum, which I've never introduced anything like technology-based with our kids. And so there was a part of you that was like, no, <laughs> let's not do that. But yeah. we agreed that it moving forward, it's actually good because they live in a technology-filled world to give them... Healthy opportunities yeah. to experience technology yeah. in a safe way. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a new aspect to me as a teacher. Like, I don't know how it's going to go because mm-hmm. I've never done that before. So just interesting stuff. That's good. Um, something that I know a lot of our listeners probably know this cause we mentioned in the past, but we, we do home church, so yeah. we don't go to a regular building like a lot of people do, which is totally fine also, but we do it in our homes and, uh, we've been hosting church. How many months? Three months. Yeah, we did throughout the summer. Yeah. Three months in our home. And, uh, one cool aspect of our home church is we take turns. Um, we'll switch houses for periods of time and we just got done doing that. So we're, we're going to be switching to someone else's house, but it's a really cool thing that we get to do because everyone in the church, not everyone, but, um, many people in the church get opportunities to serve the church in that way. Yeah. It's a little bit layered in serving and showing hospitality and, um, preparing ahead of time Mm. and providing that space for everyone. It just takes a lot. Um, so we're always grateful when things get switched up a little bit. But yeah. we had fun. Like, it's been fun here. Uh-huh. Yep. It's good yep. for the kids, too. They wake up early and they put all the chairs out and 
or music binders and things like yeah, that. Yeah, they get to help set church up. Yeah. Which is really cool. With uh, us talking about church and for everyone listening, I just want to encourage you guys like we want to encourage you guys that church is such an integral part of our faith and being able to fellowship on a weekly, regular basis. I've just seen so much benefit, not not in, not only in our family and our life and the support, the encouragement, the prayer, like everything that it provides, um, but also when you're in fellowship and there's needs that people have and you're able to just jump right in because you know them, you've been walking with them, you see them regularly, you love them, you love them and it's just a it's a huge support system. And so if you're listening right now and maybe you've been out for a while, you haven't been really connecting, we just want to encourage you to find a local community, local church that you can be participating in and fellowshipping with because we all need each other. I totally agree. Uh, I mean, it's, and it's also not just, we should do it just because it's good for us, but God desires us and commands us as his people to be in fellowship with one another. So yeah. we should be looking if you don't have a church, if you don't have a, a fellowship to find one and to look for people who love God and love his word. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Amen. Uh, the last thing I want to bring up before we get into the topic is uh, the pre-launch for our new devotional is going really well. I just want to praise God for that. Awesome. Uh, we were in the top selling new releases on Amazon already for over a week and it doesn't nice. even come out until October. That's I just cool. want to share with everyone because anyone who's pre-ordered that's been listening to our podcast, you, you're a one of the reasons they did that. So I just thank want to you. thank you. Yeah. Um, God is so good. Um, and if you haven't already pre-ordered the book, we want to, again, ask you to do that and be a, participate in this this book launch, not only to bless your marriage, but also to get, get the word out about this book because the more people that pre-order this, the more that the ranking for the book gets better on Amazon and more people see it. So you can go to themarriagegift.com, um, which will take you straight to the book. Okay, so let's jump into today's content. Yeah, you we we wanted to mention how we just we we just recorded a podcast with Liz Bagwell yeah. from Rhythm Restoration. Uh, so that episode should be coming out soon, and we'll share it with you guys um, when it gets released. I love that she uses her background in science. She was in it for like two decades, um, and she mixes it with her faith and as she shares on her podcast like that's that's the way she's getting the message out and i just love that talking about how biology and science just confirms things that we believe in his word yeah Yeah, i love that um so when we were thinking about this episode even though it was going to be a more lighthearted episode i was like oh we should try and draw in some of the science for Mm -hmm. it because because we're science professionals we might as well no we but we do love learning we do love learning and we love that you guys love to listen to us so you get to learn (laughs) with us um (laughs) we just uh you know pulled a few things out that we were going to share with you guys today so on top of the 20 things you should never forget in marriage maybe you'll also retain some of this information for why i don't know maybe they'll remember (laughs) what we're talking about with memory Okay. So in the simplest of terms, memory is the way we store and and retrieve information. Uh, Wikipedia says it's the retention of information over time for the purpose of influencing future action. Which is kind of what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode or what you were, I should say, is that's the purpose God designed memory into us. Yeah. To re- what we said was to remember is to apply the lessons of the past to the circumstances of today. Mm-hmm. A, a simple example of that is, and we learned this as children, 
um, things that hurt us. So like fire burns. Right. You remember, you remember that for a long time. It's got a very visceral um, response in our body. Mm-hmm. And so our flesh learns real early, I should not touch fire because that does not feel good. Right. So, okay. So then Johns Hopkins Medicine says... According to scientists, memories are formed as a result of connections between neurons in the brain. New connections, or synapses, are formed each time a new activity is learned. The more a person participates in a particular activity, the stronger the synapses and associated memories tied to the activity become. Which, that's a good reminder and a warning. The kinds of things that we do over and over again. Right. <laughs> I become, was about that. They, they become things that um, our, our minds... Remember, they call them neural pathways. And it the more that pathway is trampled on, the easier that pathway is to is to walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's a there's a book I read a long time ago that talked about this for a specific subject, but doing things over and over again is a very powerful way of remembering something it could be good and bad. <laughs> yeah. So for a good example, I mean this is just really simple, but everybody will probably have a memory flood them right now. But just think of grandma's house. Um, Everybody going to grandma's house has that memory of like what it looked like, what it felt like, or that blue carpet (laughs) or the way it smelled. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, The things that you did with grandma when you visited. My grandpa had a very specific clone. I think it was Stetson. Oh, yeah. And he and it was the only one he ever wore. And so his it always he always smelled like Stetson. (laughs) See, so our memories are very, very interesting. As I was doing a little bit of research for this episode, too, of just um how the science community has uh, tried to, in a way, dissect, okay, what is memory and then define it. Um, it's, it still seems like such a mysterious thing. It's kind of like when I think about a computer, like mm-hmm. how is a machine doing all this, what you see visually, you know? Yeah. It's kind of strange. I, I was thinking the same thing that even though they can explain maybe how it works, like, oh, it's neurons being formed, mm-hmm. but I don't think they can still understand how our brain is actually storing because like we can all have like images and we can remember smells Mm -hmm. and sounds and where does that exist (laughs) how does that exist in our in the neurons in our brain like it's crazy yeah but as they try to grasp for how exactly it all works they have defined a few things for us so i thought i would just share what some of these things are so um working memory is that short-term smaller capacity of recalling information. Okay. Okay. Um, it's kind of what helps you make a quick decision or make a behavior, choose a behavior. Mm. Okay. Um, explicit memory is the more long-term recollection or awareness through associations. Mm. So those are kind of like the two main, like what memory is. And then they break it down even further. So there's episodic memory, which is your kind of everyday experiences, what it you know, you remember what your house is like mm-hmm. or where you put things. Um, and yeah. Then, like in the middle of the night when it's pitch black in my room, I could walk from my, my side of my bed all the way to the bathroom and not hit any walls. <laughs> oh, I have. <laughs> and it's pitch black. <laughs> but yes, I can reach for my phone in one, one take and grab it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, and then semantic memory are like, think of like fact flashcards, general knowledge. Yeah. This one's flashcards is not a, I'm not good at that. You actually are. This is like, you know, all those random bits of information. Like, is that what this would be count as? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, like how many bones the human body has, those kinds of like, 
No, but you do know a lot of facts because you're you're that <laughs> yes, guy at the party. That's part- a hard one. You're the guy at the party where you'll you'll be in a conversation with someone and you just start. If it's facts. about like a movie, maybe <laughs> movie quotes. Yeah, or <laughs> or be- I I can I have a really good I do a really good time of or do a good job of <laughs> remembering useless facts. Yeah, I have a lot of storage for that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that would be there. So then um, procedural memory is how we do things. So the mm-hmm. procedure of it, uh, playing a guitar, you know, something like that, riding a bike. And then sensory memory, which is sight, sight sound, smell. Sound, yeah. smell, touch, taste, all of that. Okay. So so when I say I'm, I have a bad memory, really, I just have parts of my memory that are bad. Like I'm looking <laughs> at these, I'm like, okay, uh, some of these I'm not that great with, <laughs> like explicit memory. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The long-term recollection of things. I'm not I wish that I was better, but that's one of the reasons we wanted to do this episode is because I think we all are aware of how, uh, our memory can be good or bad. And Mm -hmm. for many of us, we probably just need to work on it a little bit, which is the encouragement that we actually can help our memory. Um, this one vlogger I was watching was saying, you know, if you're, if you're healthy and you get good rest and sleep, which is huge for memory and the way that our brains process information, Mm -hmm. um, eating good brain foods, challenging our brain to work, to remember. So like repetition, working that muscle out. Yeah. It's like a muscle. Um, it creates those neural pathways, which you already mentioned, and it can be made stronger. So the encouragement today for all of us listening is we just wanted to inspire each other to work better at having a good memory because, and we'll talk about it in a minute. There are things, especially in marriage that we need to remember. (laughs) So before we get there, why do we forget? Why are there things that we forget? That's a, is as hard as it is for me to explain how we even remember things. Um, why we might forget those things. Where does it go? I don't know. Does it there just are like, some things that I really want to remember, like even just some silly, but like lyrics to a song. I'm like, sometimes they stick like glue, like first time right away. Other times I'm like, I can't. I <laughs> See song lyrics, like things like that. I've never, I would say I've never been good at it, but I also don't care. Yeah. Well, I think caring is so a big a, part of why we forget things. Yeah. Is there a, is there a initial desire of like, Oh, I want to be good at this thing yeah. or I enjoy this thing or I, I want, I want to recall this for the future. So people that, you know, sp- um, work in specific careers or, or fields, like the medical field, they focus yeah. on this one thing because they want to be the best at it. So they start retaining things in that area. And I would imagine they probably forget other things that have nothing to do with that. It's like your brain lets go of the, the non-essential. Yeah. In a to way them. to make room. Yeah. Okay. So do you think that there is, that our memory is unlimited or that there is a capacity? Well, mine's very limited. Um, but I don't think that's true. Aaron. <laughs> I think, I think God's pretty incredible and he was, he's made a, our brains to be miraculous. Mm. I mean, there's, there's people that have, um, there's a, there's a word for it in here. I can't see it on the note. Oh, is it hyperthymesia? Hyperthymesia. They have perfect recollection. Yeah. But okay. So that is when somebody can recall something like perfectly. So there's some people's brains. Like everything, every experience, they, every fact, everything. They, they can, can hold it all. Yeah. So I would imagine this probably, our brains are probably capable of remembering quite a bit. So I think that's true, but can we just talk about, there are people in the world that have this condition, hyperthymesia, but I, I think it would be more of a curse. I mean, as far as like, 
we want good memory, but we don't want to remember everything. Cause think about it. There's, mm-hmm. there's even traumatic or, you know, mm-hmm. hard situations that you've experienced. Let's say, um, you know, you've forgiven someone who's hurt you. We tend to be able to forget yeah. what has happened, but for someone who can't like, that would be really hard. Well, a thought I just had is we were just reading Genesis one to the kids this morning and we were talking about how man is made in God's image and God is eternal. And it even talks about how, um, the, the amount of thoughts he has towards us mm-hmm. that, that, like that we don't know and that we've been in his mind from even before we were born. So if you think about so we're made in his image, he's made us able to have memory. I mean, he has eternal knowledge. Mm-hmm. Is this, is it memory or is it just a constant state of knowing, but he knows all and he remembers all and he, but he, and then later on he even says he, but he, he forgets our sin. He does not see it anymore, Mm. which is an amazing concept to think that God, the creator who has all knowledge, all, all memory, all, he, he knows all this stuff. will let go of some of that intentionally so that we can have a relationship with him through Christ. Listen to what it says in Jeremiah 31, 34. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sins no more. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So he's choosing to to forget our sins in Christ, which is amazing. Um, When we were doing this, uh, the notes for this episode, there was two movies that stood out to me. <laughs> One of them was um, Inside Out, which... The Pixar animated film? Yeah, I thought that was a really creative way to kind of put in picture form an explanation of how the mind works for kids. Like, I don't know. Did you like that movie? I loved it. I thought it was really cool. Um, And then the other one was, remember in um, Frozen 2, everyone's like, no, don't don't say that. (laughs) Um, When Olaf Olaf is talking about how water has memory. And I just thought that was really funny. And then the whole time me and my, my kids were talking about it. Mom, does water actually have memory? We're like, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. But here we go. Um, okay, so we were talking about, so why yeah, why do we why forget? Do we forget? Um, so if you guys want the scientific terms, <laughs> there's three different ways we forget things. The first one is passive oblivescence. So like obliviousness. It's just the fading of information. Hmm. It's just like, I don't know where it went. I can't recall it. Um, There's one called targeted forgetting, which is when, so I already mentioned, but at night when you get rest, like our brains are processing all the information that we gathered that day. And it's basically throwing out for us or purging the information that it thinks we don't need. Man, how how does our brain decide what that is? (laughs) I don't know. And then... The third one is motivated forgetting, which you kind of just brought up with the Lord in this very intentional, I'm going to forget this. I'm Hmm. not going to remember it anymore. Um, And for us, like intentionally suppressing information helps us to specifically regulate emotions tied to those things. So So suppressing bad memories. Like, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't want to think about that anymore. Yeah. Okay. So those are the three ways we forget things Hmm. in case you guys ever wanted to know. (laughs) That's crazy. So I, I mentioned how I have a bad memory, but you keep telling me I don't have a bad memory. I I don't. I'm sure everybody gets frustrated with their inability to remember things at times. 
But I think yeah. overall, you actually do have a very sharp memory. There's certain kinds of like, yeah, certain kinds of memories I'm better at. Like for some reason, I, I don't have a great long-term memory, like from my past as a, as a child, not that I think I'm suppressing anything on purpose. I just think I haven't remembered a lot of stuff, mm. but you're right. There's other kinds of things that I'm good at remembering, like facts and yeah. um, different ideas and concepts and um, a lot of biblical stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of that's stuck with me for some reason. I will say that, um, because I've had the opportunity to do interviews with you or like talking to other people just meeting new people. Um, your, your, um, timeline doesn't always dates. add up <laughs> Yeah, dates of things yeah. or when things happened. And I don't know why that is. Maybe because my memory like compresses everything or so like, much. <laughs> I've been in a conversation with you where like we're rolling through like what the next year is going to look like and it'll be like September and you're like, so what, what's next month, January? And I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't have enough room in my mind for all this information. <laughs> it's useless. <laughs> about normal things. <laughs> it's just funny. Uh, so this is a good episode for me to be thinking about. Pay attention, Aaron. Because okay. things like, uh, simple things like my kids' birthdays. I know that sounds funny, but. I, I, if you ask me what my kids' birthdays are on the spot, I'm going to stumble. No, I'm, you're going to say, Jen, what was it? No. Yeah, I, I can be like, I think it's like in December. Dece- and I'll say, Wyatt, what day is your birthday? And all okay. my kids know their birthdays. But, <laughs> but you me. just admitted like five minutes ago or something like that, maybe 20, I don't know, that there are some things we don't remember because we just don't care. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's parts of what we're talking about that you're like, well, I just haven't cared enough about those things? Well, I... Yes. I think in, in some sense, not that I don't care about my kids' birthdays. I think it's like, I haven't put the care into, uh, remembering them, storing those yeah. like, Oh, I'm going to need that in the future. Yeah. But I have done that. So one of the yeah. things I do is I, I put all the birthdays in my calendar. Right. And it tells you <laughs> which, well, the, the simple act of adding them in my calendar and then them coming up yeah. helps solidify those in my brain. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've tried there. There's things like, a long time ago, a, f- a friend of ours uh, did this whole demonstration. We had a, a marriage ministry and there was a, there was probably, what, 50 leaders or so, 30 leaders or so. And he wanted to, at a leadership training, he wanted to show how we can all be good people who are uh, good name remembers. If you ever talk to someone, I used oh, to say, yeah. I'm not good at remembering names. Yeah. Okay. I used to say that. And he started off with saying, stop saying you're not good at remembering names. And I'm like, oh. So I should just say something better. We talked about positive affirmations a few episodes ago. So I'm, I stopped saying immediately, I'm bad at saying, at remembering names. And I, I just, I don't say that to people anymore. And what happens is you actually start to remember better when you tell yourself you can remember people's names. Well, also you're intentional about trying to remember people's names. And so you'll immediately repeat their name or you'll say it a few times. Like I've seen mm-hmm. you do this. So that's part of the working the muscle where you actually can work on your memory. Yeah. He went around the room. And he said every single person's name um, out of all 50 of us mm-hmm. in a circle without mm-hmm. skipping a beat. And I couldn't have named two thirds of the room. Mm-hmm. Not that I, I mean, I knew them in passing, but I didn't have like close relationships with yeah. all those people. Um, so he, he gave tips on like, yeah, repeat their name when you first meet them, say it several times in the sentence, in a sentence while you're talking to them. And then something I also practice is when it comes to names is even if I think I'm going to say their name wrong, I say it. <laughs> And so what that does is that gets me in this confidence of like, oh, no, I do know their name. Yeah. And then they're like, no, it's not that. I'm like, oh, but I was really close. <laughs> or I'll say like, that was actually the first name I was going to say, but I didn't <laughs> say it because I wasn't confident. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there's there's definitely ways we can get better at, at remembering things. Well, should we jump into the list? Yeah, this is, yeah, 20 things. It's not an exhaustive list, but it is an interesting list. We came up for you. 
um, to share just to get your minds wrapped around marriage and maybe things that you haven't been thinking about lately or like maybe you can use this as like a time to evaluate um, am, am I being intentional to remember these things and, and why mm-hmm. is it important? So why don't you kick us off with the first one? So definitely do not forget your anniversary. <laughs> is that a simple Never. one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a, th- this seems funny, but this is a common thing. Not that we don't know about our anniversary, but life gets busy. Life we're not paying attention. Days pass, day, weeks pass. We're, we're busy. Things are happening. Um, you could be in a season of just being overwhelmed, a season mm-hmm. of like lots of planning, a season of lots of execution. And then you're like, oh no, is my anniversary next week? And yeah. you're like, ah, or, or you just forget altogether. Why is it important to Ooh. remember your anniversary? Well, it's, it's a, it's just a, it's a conscious decision to remember this to celebrate your anniversary yeah. it's remembering to say to something important to your spouse and i would even say so one of the, the tips we give is like set an alarm of course yeah. like i did with my kids birthdays yeah but i would say set alarm a month in advance yeah to give yourself time to prepare. Yeah. Cause then you can, that. then you can schedule out a dinner. You can figure Cause out really flowers. we're not saying out... don't forget your anniversary. We're saying don't forget to celebrate your anniversary, yeah. which is even more intentional of, of, you know, getting her those mm-hmm. flowers or getting him that gift, you know, whatever it is. So. Or making sure to like, there's that restaurant that you've been wanting to go to, but it's always booked yeah. and you, and you're never booking it out far enough. In Get advance. that babysitter. Yeah. Go have fun. All the things. <laughs> All the things. Okay. Two, Number two, don't forget to go the distance to gift your love to your spouse. So again, maybe not all the time. Are you talking about giving gifts or gifting your love as in? It could look different for everybody, but I think the the message here is don't forget to love on them. And right. it could look like giving a gift. It could just look like a uh, loving gesture, mm-hmm. um, but, but loving them, loving on them. Remembering that you do love them. Yeah. I got, I mean, again, this sounds simple, but we, we just, we, we become ships that pass in the night. Sometimes we're all doing, we're doing our things and we forget. And the reason we say go the distance is because I think sometimes even like the smaller gestures or the easy ones, it's like, okay, those are even on autopilot. You can do that. Say, Mm -hmm. I love you in passing or whatever. But if you're going the distance, you're really putting some thoughtfulness to it. And I think we need that in marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Number three. Don't forget to kiss. What? I know. <laughs> Do we forget to kiss sometimes? Yeah. A lot actually. Yeah. Uh, we, we actually talked about this and I was like, we should be, we should like just do a challenge. We're going to kiss every day. <laughs> and we like immediately forgot. We're like, wait, we looked at each other. We, we were, it was like the next day or two days later. And we're like, Oh, we didn't even do that. <laughs> that thing we just said we were going to do. I like your note here. It says, don't shoot straight for the prize without warming things up throughout the day. Like, if you're married, you know what we're talking about. You need to flirt. Yeah. Uh, it's it's amazing how powerful this one thing can be. Um, that throughout the day, taking a moment, there's there's challenges out there, like kiss for for more than three seconds. Kiss for five <laughs> seconds. Like have a real kiss, not just a peck on the lips, but yeah. like make out with your wife, make out with your husband. Um, it's an amazing thing, to con- amazing way to connect physically throughout the day that's not necessarily sexual. I mean, it is sexual, but it's not. Yeah. That makes sense. So number four would be, don't forget to affirm each other often. I mean, Mm. we all need it. And if you want to learn about affirmation, go back a few episodes ago and (laughs) listen to our episode on affirmation. Do it. Give that encouragement, send that verse, send that text, write a letter, call them. 
Um, but we all need, we all need that affirmation. We all struggle with the temptation to have insecurities, doubts, frustrations, and we need to be encouraged on Mm -hmm. a daily basis. So don't forget to do that for each other. Number five, don't forget your spouse does not exist just to serve you. But that's why I got married. Yeah, they're not there. Like, oh, my wife needs to just be making me happy, needs to be serving me all the time. My husband needs to be just, that's not what your spouse is there for. Yeah. That's a part of it. Serving you is definitely a part of their role as Um, your spouse. I'm going to add to this one just because um, for me, like, I know that I struggle with this, that it's not a matter of you serving me per se, but it is... Um, there's you love a, me serving you. <laughs> I do love you serving me, but there's also just this overall codependency on you that like, like if you want to hang out with your guy friends, it's, I get this. Well, what, why don't you want to hang out with me? Wh- why don't you come work from home? Why don't you be close mm-hmm. to me? Like this constant need for your presence, your affection, your help, help. Mm-hmm. It's all of it. So it's not just even serving. It's just all of it. So I put um, some, I, to add to that, I put some notes here. They're your friend. They're your partner. They're your lover their helper, your helper, your teammate, yeah, like all of these things. But they also are an individual. And so I think we should be mindful of how we are, um, how, how we are being thoughtful of their yeah. personhood. Thank you. Their humanity, <laughs> like, their, I can't get this out. What do they need? What do they need? Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about the other person. That's good. Okay. Number six, don't forget you are still dating just because you're married doesn't mean that you're off the hook No, here. dating only happened <laughs> while we were dating. I did love yeah. dating you. That was fun. Um, still but being me, married is still fun. Is still fun. Uh, couples don't like to be on autopilot or feel like they're roommates. We kind of already mentioned that. But um, if you need to schedule a date night, if you um, need to make it more routine just to be familiar with that and remember it, do that mm-hmm. if, you need, if you need to. But don't forget that you guys are still dating and you need that time together. Mm-hmm. Number seven, don't forget your spouse has weaknesses and breaking points. So That's a the, good one. Like, I mean, for, for husbands specifically, the Bible tells us that our wives are fragile, that they are like fine china, mm-hmm. that they're the, the, the Bible says the weaker vessel. And it's not putting them beneath us. What that's doing is it is explaining that they have weaknesses. They are fragile and that we need to handle them with care. Mm-hmm. And so remembering, and, and husbands too, have as men, we have emotional breaking points. We have mental breaking points. Not that we're having emotional breakdowns and mental breakdowns, but we, I mean, some people actually do, but recognizing that we have kind of, we're not superhuman. Yeah. We, <laughs> we can't handle everything all the time and do all of the things perfectly. So just remember that your spouse, that they have weaknesses mm-hmm. and, and breaking points. And I'd love to add, I keep adding notes, sorry, making this an even longer list, but, um, in, in, with this one, if your spouse has communicated to you that they are at a breaking point or they are feeling emotional or sensitive for whatever reason, and maybe that they told you that, and now we're on the next day, like, don't forget, like, remember, Mm -hmm. remember that they just told you that because you might start the day off feeling great and they're still stuck in this low place. And if you forget, you're going to meet them in, that place of, of tension. I'm saying this because it's happened to us and it happened recently where I was feeling down and in a hard place. And, um, I communicated that to you. And then the next day there was 
a I moment just where you move on like life's you, normal. You, yeah, move on like life's normal. And with, I felt rushed and um, frustrated over the way that you like communicated with me. And I could have walked with you in a little bit better grace and but understanding. You have weaknesses. But I have weaknesses. And so I guess my my note here is just that when your spouse does communicate or you just see it, like remember that it doesn't just go away in a day. Mm-hmm. It sometimes it takes time. So I hope I, I, I agree. explain that well. I'm sorry. <laughs> Number eight, don't forget the plans they made. This is huge. Well, <laughs> because I don't know if this is like a husband and wife thing, you know, like everyone can relate to this, but I'll plan something and I'll share, Hey, this thing's coming up. Hey, this thing's coming up. Hey, this thing's here. Well, sometimes you don't share the plan and I I find out the day of the plan. So (laughs) that doesn't count, but there are times that you do tell me. I think we both do it to each other, but just not planning over each other, being thoughtful, like, Oh, I think something happened again, having a, a family calendar. Well, we finally had to, because we were doing this to each other, actually. Yeah, you had and your so own calendar. I had my own calendar. I was yeah. like, no, this is happening today. You're like, nope, this is happening I today. I remember this. Okay. <laughs> Double so, yeah, booking our families. Just, yeah, which I've been getting more and more like, you know, um, when ads or, you know, Instagram suggests things to you or Facebook suggests things to you. Um, there's this company out there that makes like a family calendar that sits on your counter and it's all digital, like digitized. Hmm. But it's pretty cool. I don't know what it's called. Okay. <laughs> it exists. But now everyone listening to this is going to start getting that ad <laughs> right. on their Facebook. <laughs> so you're welcome. Okay. Number nine. Number nine. Don't forget to follow through because your word is part of integrity. You're either walking in it or you're choosing not to. Hmm. And this is a big deal in marriage because we hurt each other when we don't follow through with what we say we're going to do. This is a big deal in parenting. Yeah. How many times do we tell our kids, oh, tomorrow night mm-hmm. for something? Mm-hmm. Our kids are always like, will you snuggle me? Like every night they want us to snuggle. We're like, well, we can't tonight. They're like, will you do it tomorrow? If you tell them yes, like make sure you follow through that. Okay. Number 10, don't forget the boundaries. Like any boundaries, all boundaries? All boundaries. Everything. Yeah. So social media, um, dealing with the opposite sex, in-laws. Money. Money. Yeah, whatever boundaries you guys have set, whatever boundaries the the word is set, like you, yeah. you know, remember those boundaries. And this will protect your marriage if that's, you walk that's in. That's what boundaries are for. Yeah. Like, can you go to the zoo? Do you go over the boundaries? No. <laughs> Into the lion's cage. But I've thought about it now. <laughs> uh, well, a lot of people have, and there's lots of videos about that. Uh, but boundaries—they're literally meant for. Yeah. They're, they're to show what's your territory. Yeah. And to keep you safe from outside good thing. that territory. Yeah. Number eleven: Don't forget to walk spiritually together. It's not just going to happen magically. You have to be doing it, and you have to be checking in on each other. Ask mm. ask each other: Have you been reading the Word? Have you been digging in? What have you been learning? What has mm. God been teaching? teaching you. Um, and, and prayer is a part of that. Do you want to pray together? Have you been praying? You know, what's that like? So that's a major one. That should have been number one. Should have been number one. (laughs) Number 12. Don't forget what attracted you to each other. This is a big, I think this is a big one. It's good. What attracted you to each other? Like back then, like when you said I do, but also what attracts you to each other now? Yeah. Because things change. I should, I'll say develop over time. Like Are you saying we get older and we get, we, our, char- we change? our character gets even stronger and better. Um, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we change for the better. Sometimes we change <laughs> for the worse. 
But, no, we're working on But there's it. always something to look to. Always something to remember and say, oh, you know, I actually love the reasons this Reasons why so we love each other, it. man. Yeah. Number 13, don't forget you already forgave them. Hmm. This is when you don't need to remember Oh. <laughs> everything. This is one of the things we should forget. Yeah. When the Bible says love keeps no record of wrongs. Exactly. Yeah. 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 If we say we forgive, because we should, we're commanded to. And yet we bring that thing up mm-hmm. every single yeah. time. Then did you really forgive? Mm-hmm. And this is a hard one for us. We've talked about this in the past about forgiveness and repentance. Mm-hmm. And um, I think if the Lord's willing to forgive us and remember our sins no more, we need to be able to walk like that in marriage. And it's exactly what Jesus tells us to do that we must forgive each other. So yeah. Number 14, don't forget you sin too. Ouch. So when you're in that, you know, heated moment or, or feeling frustrated by your spouse because their sin has affected you and hurt you and hurt your marriage, just remember you have sin too. (laughs) Yeah, and we all do. And not that we should ever overlook sin because of that. Sure. Like as in like, don't say anything. But having that understanding, that base foundation of like, well, you're a sinner, I'm a sinner, helps you forgive, helps you reconcile, helps you walk in, in truth and in love. So it's just remember, we, we mm-hmm. all have sin. What is it? First John says, if anyone says they do not have sin, they're, they're a, liar a liar and the truth is not in them. Yeah. <laughs> so. Crazy. Okay. Uh, number 15. I like this one. Don't forget to do things together and not just make plans separately. Because sometimes we can get in a mode of like, oh, here's a free pocket of time. I'm going to go do this thing over here. And and then the next day, you know, she says, I'm going to take this time over here. And then eventually you guys realize. Months have gone by and you only do things alone. Yeah, Yeah. don't do that. Doing things alone is, it could be necessary sometimes. Sure. Uh, There's times that I go watch a movie by myself, but I don't do that often. Yeah. Uh, But a lot of the stuff we do together. Yeah. And so. It's good. Number 16, don't forget to have fun. Together. (laughs) I feel like I have to remind you of this one sometimes. (laughs) I do. I get like, I have to do this, especially with my kids, with you. Sometimes like, I'm just, I don't know what it is. Maybe it was genetic the way I was raised. Maybe some personalities. But I have to like tell myself like, no, have fun right now. Don't be a stick in the mud. (laughs) That's what I have to tell myself. So maybe you listening needed to hear that. Don't forget to have fun. Number 17, don't forget to explore together. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah. I think it's one of our favorite things to do is explore and adventure together. Well, and especially just to bring it back up, we've already mentioned like couples don't like to be on autopilot and it's so easy to find yourself there where you're just kind of going through the motions. Um, If your week to week is feeling boring or tedious or monotonous, which by the way, in our notes, I had to look up how to to spell it monotonous because it's not a word I use all the time. Oh man, I spelled it like four different ways. Minotinous. Minotinous. <laughs> Anyways, here's your word. Ready? Go. Go have fun. Go explore. Go do something. This is your permission. Okay, just a, a quick note. We lived in California for most of our lives, and most of California we never explored. Like there's so many things in California that people are like, Oh, you ever seen like, no, have you ever been? No, we're kind of creatures of habit in the sense that like you kind of get in your routine of like school, work, uh, friends, family. We just went neighborhood. We just went with for like the third or fourth time to Crater Lake here here in central Oregon. It's a national park. It's beautiful. And I, we took my parents and I talked to someone that has lived here their whole lives and has never been to Crater Lake. And it's only a couple hour drive and it's beautiful. And so 
wherever you're at, you have things around you to go explore and you're just not thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> go explore go something. Go find what those things are. <laughs> yeah. Be the one person that everyone's like, wow, you've done all those things in our, in our area. You're like, oh yeah. And why is it important? That. Because it draws you guys close together in an experience and you're forming that memory. You're making a memory together of something really spectacular. It's, you know, maybe it's something natural that the Lord has made and you get to mm-hmm. sit there and be in wonder about it. But maybe mm. it's just a walk. Maybe it's just getting outside. Maybe for some of you, it's hard to get outside. I don't know. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Number 18, we're almost done. Don't forget to say, I love you. Don't just assume they know, tell them often. And the best way to tell someone you love them is by your actions. Show them all the time Mm -hmm. that you love them. I think with that whole don't assume that they know is something where you end up regretting later. Um, if you, you know, something tragic happens or something like Mm. nobody's guaranteed tomorrow, nobody's guaranteed the next five minutes and you just don't know. And so it's really important that we can be mindful of what it means to say, I love you and to say it often and to show it often. So, uh, a quick little, if you don't mind me saying, um, we're actually working on some children's books around this topic. If you've been following us and listening for a very long time, (laughs) like it's been years in the (laughs) making. (laughs) It took us a while to find an artist and then we, we found her and it, they're so beautiful. You guys, I'm so excited. They're almost done. And then it took time to format and then we moved and that was a whole process. And so it got lost mm-hmm. in the shuffle, but they're so close. I'm so excited. And we're not going to say the name of the titles, but it's around <laughs> this idea of how to say, I love you. Okay. Yeah. So that's coming. Um, where are we at? What number are we at? 19. 19. Don't forget your vows and the commitment that you made to each other. They're not just words. They were a declarative promise and we should remember them often. That's good. Last one, but not least. Don't forget to initiate Two. also. Yeah. <laughs> Two. <laughs> T-O-O. Don't forget Shouldn't to initiate. be one-sided. So the, yeah, it, if the husband or the wife, if one of you is always doing the initiation of sexual intimacy or spiritual, spiritual intimacy, prayer, intimacy well, yeah, or uh, going on adventures or dating, if, if there's one of you that's like kind of doing the moving of that, first of all, kudos to kudos you. Kudos to you. <laughs> Good job. But don't be, don't let them be the only one doing it. Yeah, sure. Initiate, sure. make it a, make it a mutual initiation where you desire to, as the word says, outdo one another in honor mm-hmm. that you're seeking to, you're like, I want, oh, you, you initiate, I want to, I'm going to initiate more than you. Yeah. And then you guys do this, um, good fight of initiation. <laughs> <We're just laughs> you won't regret to, it. I promise. We were just talking to the kids about the good fight of like, we don't want you guys to argue just for the sake of arguing or fighting, you know, but if you all have said, you mean outdo each other with kindness. And we're like, yes. So she gave an example of like, you um, can go first. You can go first. No, you go first. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of arguing. I want to see. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's the list of 20 things you should never forget in marriage, but there's one more. Bonus round. This is so important. 20 plus one. You guys, don't forget to remember what God has done for the both of you on the cross and in your relationship. Mm. And then reminisce together and think about those things. Just like he told the people of Israel. Exactly. He wanted them to remember his works for them. Exactly. His efforts in their life, Mm -hmm. what he has done. Because when you remember those things, you worship him and you thank him. Amen. We hope more than anything that this was a fun episode to listen to, um, but also an encouraging one to not forget some very important things when it comes to our marriage relationships Um, and not just remember them, but to be intentional about them and do them. 
Um, okay, so to close out uh, for the growth spurt, this is the last day of the month. Mm-hmm. And so in August, we've been talking about keeping your eyes on the prize and doting over each other. And so this is the last day to do that. If you guys want to do it, put it in right do, now. Never do it again. You can never do it again after this. Yeah. Just kidding. You have to do it every day because you're <laughs> married and being married is awesome. And don't forget to dote over each other. <laughs> so give, you know, a, a cute glance, a wink, an encouraging word. Whatever you want to let them know that they're hand your the special prize. Hold their Wait, hand. You I said say? a hand on the lower back. Oh, yeah, just sure. a, just a letting them know. Only if you're going to massage because okay. I need that. Oh, a, a massage would be a good <laughs> way to do this. All right. So challenge is that's for you. Um, do you want to praise? Yeah. Praise? Dear Lord, thank you for the gift of memory. Thank you for the ability to remember the important things and remember all that you have done for us. We pray we would grow in our memory. We pray it would grow stronger over time and never deteriorate. Lord, please help us to not just remember what is important, but also be willing to intentionally love each other well as we remember and pursue these things in marriage. We pray our marriage is blessed and that your will is done in us. In Jesus' name, amen. to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.